0: Winning Edge Investments provides industry leading horse racing and sports tips, ratings and education which enables you to invest intelligently and treat your betting like a business. Go to www.winningedgeinvestments.com and start boosting your betting bank immediately. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Winning Edge podcast. Today we're joined by trainer Tony McAvoy who is fresh off One success after Haydock's amazing victory in the West. Thanks for coming on the show, Tony. Thanks, Brad. Firstly, congratulations. It must have been a huge thrill to see Haydock back to his best last Saturday winning the Winterbottom Stakes.
1: Yeah, it really was, uh, Brad, for my whole team, uh, everyone involved with that horse. It's been a long road back and uh, and a lot of people had a part to play in the, his rehab and, and it gave us a lot of joy to see him step out and run like he's probably never run before in that race, he, he, uh, I reckon he put in a career-best performance, and that's saying something, uh, as he'd already won two group ones, uh, before this race, you know?
0: It was his third group one, but the first for yourself with your son Calvin with the stable, must have been very special in that respect, and also a special horse putting you on the map as a stable as well.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. He's done a tremendous amount for my brand, this horse, and, uh, and, uh, Yeah Carl was unfortunate he couldn't be there but uh, he was working in Melbourne but uh, um, really exciting and uh, and I'm sure it'll be the first of many going forward for us.
0: The horse must have thrived in Perth, I know one of the trainers there singled him out um, as working the house down so it was quite strange the price he was.
1: Look, it was incredible, Brad. Uh, the horse um, settled in there beautifully, and and uh, not that I did a lot with him because he'd, uh, he'd ran just uh, you know two weeks earlier, but but uh, he was so bright in his work leading into the race. Uh, he did a couple of pieces of work on the course proper there, right out wide, and and um, he, he was just towing Camille along and. And um, at the barrier draw, I think I thought he was seven fifty or eight dollars, and and then uh, someone told me they got out to twenty six dollars, and uh, I don't know why why that would be, and and uh, certainly common sense trimmed him back up to uh, ten bucks or eleven bucks or whatever it was.
0: What were the issues he had before the lengthy layoff?
1: Yeah, look in the Bobby Lewis. He, he pulled up lame in the Bobby Lewis and chipped a bone in his joint, and uh, so we sent him down to Ballarat to Ian Fulton, and uh, um, and uh, he removed the chip, and and uh, there was a little bit of damage uh, to the cartilage, and Ian's him and uh, him and his team did an amazing job, and uh, and uh, we got we took our time getting him back uh, because he was an older horse and. And he's come back as good as ever.
0: Is he back in Melbourne now already?
1: Yeah, he flew back. He landed back in Tuesday morning. Uh, He flew out of Perth Monday night. So uh, I saw him this morning and he's
0: um, very proud of himself, as he should be. What's next for him?
1: Yeah, probably the Australia Stakes. It's on the 24th of January. Uh, I know that's a bit of a gap. But with a horse like him, with his rating and now a third, Group 1, and he's in the locker... Uh, there's so few races he can run in. His handicap days are out, so so uh, we'll go to the Australia Stakes and and then uh, consider our options after that. But there's the ore and there's the Futurity and there's a race in Sydney called the Canterbury Stakes. Uh, there's there's certainly plenty of options.
0: Do you think he was stepping out to a mile again, or is he going to be twelve to fourteen?
1: Yeah, no, 12 and 14. Um, I personally think he's one of his most impressive wins, apart from Saturday, uh, before Saturday, was in the CS Hayes Stakes when he, uh, over 1,400, he was explosive that day at Flemington, and then he backed it up by winning the Australian giddy's next start. But, but look, he, he's clearly told us, uh, even though he's won at a group, One at a mile, and he protected in his own age group, when he stepped out as a four-year-old, he didn't want to be a miler. And uh, so I've got to respect that, and uh, he's too big and powerful to to uh, take on. Uh, and so we decided not to fight him. Um, we uh, decided to freshen and bring him back in trip. So to, he'll stay at twelve and fourteen hundred metres.
0: So he was four hundred and twenty-seven days off, uh, second up, and he also did that similarly with I'm a Princess winning a Group Three at Sandown. What's the key to bringing these horses back off these big layoffs? Brad, I think think, uh, there's a few things that line up,
1: but my facilities, uh, uh, my my property, Kildon Park uh, in Anguston, uh, it was uh, the old Lindsay Park that Colin Hayes set up many years ago, and, and it's an incredible property. Um, uh, for horses, for all horses, and uh, I've got tracks there up a hill in a straight line, and uh, I think that's a big key to rehab, where you don't have to be turning all the time. and And I've got a tremendous staff around me, and uh, they've all worked very diligently. and I use the best vets that uh, that are out there, and and the best farriers. So uh, we. T- tick all the boxes, and it all adds up into getting these horses back as good as they can be.
0: And you're also expanding at Ballarat, and Calvin's going to take over that part?
1: Yeah, we are. Look, um, uh, Cal, he he wants to train in Victoria, and and, uh, that farm that I have in um, Anguston is very dear to me, but it doesn't quite have the same meaning to him. And uh, so with with what's happening with the trainers in Victoria getting asked to get out of the metro- metropolitan area, certainly all the Caulfield trainers have got to leave soon, and, and I'm not sure whether that will happen down the road at Flemington, but I took, the, I, I, I took it upon myself to think, well, you know, in 10 years time, I don't want Calvin to be told that he has to go and train here or wherever. Uh, we thought we'd decide that ourselves. So I looked around Victoria, at all the training centres and uh, Ballarat certainly to me uh, is by far and away the best facility for the horses and um, the climate might not be the best for the humans but uh, but the horses it's a great facility and it's improving and uh, so I've decided to build a hunter box complex down there which is the build has just started and um, and we hopefully will be in there
0: in August on Saturday, you also had Secret Blaze, very impressive, taking out a benchmark 90 at the Valley. Is he going to back up in this weekend's Pakenham Cup?
1: Yeah, he is, Brad. He is. Uh, he was an enormous win in that race at Mooney Valley. He was three wide, no cover for the first two-thirds of the race, and then four wide, and then five wide, and then six wide uh, for the last third of the race. And, um, and, uh, and really was looked on the canvas on the turn when rupture came around him very quickly and uh, he dug into places that not many horses can get to to, to get back and win that race for us so he, he was really impressive and he drops two kilos going out to 2500 on saturday uh, he's very fit he's a galilee final winner over 2400 at flemington so um, i'm really looking forward to him uh, uh, all the signs are at the moment that he'll back up and handle the seven-day backup, so uh, that's always uh, a bit risky, uh, but, uh, but the horse is in great order.
0: And the state was flying at the moment, 36% winning strike rate over the past couple of weeks. You've got Brown Ben, Rockerel, Lynch Mob and Gentico. Can they keep the streak going?
1: Yeah, look, I think they can. Um, Lynch Robb was a super run at Sandown the other day, um, uh, full of running, and uh, I thought he'd run second, and he ended up fourth, but uh, that was just second up, so I think he's on the up. Rocker Rowell has just had one run back at 2,000 metres, and he's improved significantly, and I think he could run very well. And and uh, he's got some really good form lines, that horse, uh, Rocker Rowell, when he gets out to a mile and a half, I might add. Um, Jen Deco, I I placed her in the Summon Stakes last start I think I just overmatched her, she ran well but they were just a bit good for her so she's coming quite a way back in grade and I think with the claim comes in very well and and, um, I think if you have a look at that Kilmore Cup uh, Brown Ben was most unlucky and uh, I think he would have gone very close to winning that race had he got the opportunities when he needed them
0: and how's the champion mare Sunlight going? What was it like to be involved in the Everest and also the Golden Eagle?
1: Yeah, well, look, she's great. I saw her on Monday up at the farm. Uh, she's spelling. She's you know in a paddock with
0: her sister, sister, and um, and uh, she's just
1: starting to come back in and start doing some exercise again now. Uh, look, what an incredible mare she is for us. Um, she she's only had one off day in her life, and unfortunately it was Everest Day, uh, and I'm not sure why that was. Uh, I was just I thought she was perfect coming into Everest Day, and she just ran a very flat race. So. You know they're living, breathing animals, and uh, something wasn't quite right with it that day, and and we've never been able to put our finger on it. Um, so, so um, but the lead up to the Everest was so exciting, and uh, the slot holders, um, the way they embraced uh, our mayor, and and the ride they took us on was incredible, and we really enjoyed the whole experience, except for the result. Um, but but she's come out of it, she came out of it so well, I decided to push on to the Eagle, um, which was quite risky, uh, taking a very high-class sprinting mare out to 1500. Um, but I had such faith in her, and uh, watching her track work, and the way she finishes so strong up my hills in Anguston, Uh, I I always felt that she'd run 1,400 and a 1,500 at Rose Hill is not a a strong 1,500, so we took the gamble and uh, she was absolutely incredible. Drew Barry a 16, crossed, controlled and gave an amazing kick and um, Colding just, uh, you know, was looking for gaps, looking for gaps and unfortunately for us, found one and got us on the line.
0: Incredible run, considering Colding's right up there in the market. So Cox played next year.
1: Well, he's won seven out of eight since he's been gelded. Gelded that horse and came off an Epsom Group One Epsom handicap. So he's it, it, a high class horse, isn't he? Not many horses can do what he's done. And uh, and uh, so yeah, the format of that race will be incredibly strong.
0: So what's next for Sunlight?
1: Yeah, look. Um, I'll probably kick her off in the Lightning. I haven't quite finalised her preparation with the ownership group yet. We've, that'll be done in the next couple of weeks. Um, but I'm just looking at all the options. I mean, um, there's the Lightning stakes, and then she could run in the Canterbury stakes. And there's an opportunity for her to go to Dubai to run in a, a race called the Alquaz Sprint. Uh, I think it's valued at 2 million US$ and it's 1,200 metres down the straight, which the record down the straight at 1,200 is impeccable. Uh, and then she could go to Ascot uh, to, to run in... Uh, there's two races uh, that she could run at Royal Ascot. So, look, that's one of the options, is to go on a journey with her. Um, or, or the other option is we can stay here and, and uh, look, at, uh, look at races in Australia, where there's plenty of them for her as
0: well. Exciting times. We've got the Gold Coast Magic Millions coming up. You've got five nominated for the two-year-old classic. Do you think any of them will make it to the race?
1: Look, I hope so. I hope so. I, I've got uh, uh, hopes for them to get there. Um, I, I'm, not, I'm stepping them out this year a little bit later than I have done in previous years. But, but if I can get them to the races in the next um, 10 days to two weeks, it gives us an opportunity to make it to that race. Um, so I've got some good quality young stock and uh, uh, they've, they've been working very well and they've jumped out well and I'm hopeful uh, you'll see some of them step out in the next 10 days.
0: Has any one of the five taken your eye particularly? or?
1: Uh, look, I think uh, all of them have. Uh, I've got a colt um, uh, by Foxwedge. Uh, he, he's a really nice colt. He's called Zeppa. Um, I, I like him a lot, and there's a filly by Zoostar, uh, who of course is the sire of Sunlight, and um, she's sort of showing me similar things that Sunlight showed uh, in her early days, but she wasn't quite as precocious as Sunlight, because she hasn't been to the races yet, so so uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited about my, uh, my young horses.
0: And you've also got four nominated for the three-year-old guineas, and a couple of them are going to run this weekend.
1: Well, look, um, um, Grand Scholars running Friday Night. Uh, she's a filly that's had two starts back for two wins, and she's a talented filly. Um, I'll, I'll try and get her up to that three-year-old uh, um, version of that race. And uh, I've got a very talented filly, but troubled uh, filly, called Just Zerini. And uh, she's got an enormous amount of talent, but uh, she's just having a few temperament issues. But I haven't given up I hope on getting her up there for the race either.
0: And she's going to run on Sunday at Werribee.
1: She won't. Uh, she won't. I'm going to wait a little bit longer for her. Since, uh, she uh, she got banned from racing because of her uh, antics at the barrier. And um, and I gave her a jump out, and and the stewards weren't comfortable to clear her, so she's got to have another trial. So she'll probably trial next Tuesday at Tatura.
0: Fingers crossed. She sounds like a bit of a, a troublesome one.
1: Yes, yeah, she's <laughs> been. Uh, she certainly tested everyone that's had anything to do with her, but uh, but um, slowly, I think we're we
0: No worries, Tony. Thanks for that, mate, and um, really appreciate your time today. And once again, well done with Haydock last Saturday. Yeah. Thanks, Brad. Thank you, mate. At Winning Edge Investments, we have a team of highly skilled expert analysts and full-time professional punters who review the data, crunch the figures, and assess the best betting opportunities, which are then delivered straight to your phone or inbox in real time so that you profit.